This is a restless giveaway. Hey, this is a restless uh, bonus content, and I am here hosting it. And I'm Matt, and I got Pastor Michael quick on the mic to join me. Yep, just jumping in really fast here to uh, announce a winner of a giveaway, right? That's right. We are doing three giveaways because of the 10K in downloads. Super fun, having a good time doing the show. And so we wanted to say thank you to some of our great listeners. So today, it looks like we are doing the giveaway to one of our social media followers. Looks like it's somebody from Facebook named Nathan GE. We will contact you and hopefully we'll be able to get your address and send you a book because we didn't ask you beforehand. <laughs> However, for everyone else, if you didn't win, the next two ways, I imagine there will be a lot less people entering, both sharing the show on social media or a person who's rate and reviewed us on iTunes. So you still have time to do those other two. So right now you can share our last episode, our our reaction to Matt Chandler. And make sure your... that we know it. So make That's sure you right. screenshot, tag us in it, screenshot it, email us, whatever it takes. Make sure that we know you did it. And we will announce that winner next week. And the week following, we will announce the winner of the person who rates and reviews us on iTunes. But that's not all. We felt like, well, we don't want there to just be three winners. We want everyone to be a winner. You're all winners on the Restless Podcast. We're all winners. So each week we are going to release a piece of bonus content. This week we're going to do an extra reaction a reaction that I'm looking forward to uh, that I get to take Pastor Michael through. And the week after that, we're going to go through uh, uh, a TGC article, talk about preaching, and then we're going to actually answer a listener's question that we just thought was great. But none of these things probably for us would make a full episode, but we thought each of them in their own place would be a good time. And this one is definitely going to be a good time. Pastor Michael, tonight we are going to watch an Ask Pastor John episode from March of 2013 called oh, we're going Is It back. Wrong? That's right. So when I, I listened to this in my early 20s, when this first came out, and this episode is called Is It Wrong for Men to Listen to Female Speakers? And so we're just going to react. We're going to watch John Piper give his two cents. And we'll see uh, how it goes. Are you ready? Uh, you just want to get us in trouble for some reason. You just no. love you just love picking clips that'll just make us sound like horrible people. Nope. I think tonight we're just playing the game. Did this age well? So okay, I'm excited well. to play. Did this age well? So here we go. I'm a guy. Is it wrong for me to listen to Beth Moore? <laughs> Pastor Michael, same question to you. <laughs> Oh, man. Why don't you pick this one, of course, right now? Uh, yep. oh, great. Uh, yeah. Um, why did I? <laughs> Good question. Why, uh, why did you? <laughs> so, Pastor Michael, what do you think? Uh, well, I want to see how John Piper answered this in 2013. Obviously, a lot has changed since then. 
I am Let personally me- uh, of the mind that it's basically not wrong to listen to anybody. You can listen to somebody. You can uh, hear what somebody has to say. I listen to all kinds of uh, non-believers and people of you know different Christian persuasions, and I read very broadly. And I'm all for that. Now, I you know, back in 2013, and specifically since this is being directed at John Piper, I guess I assume this is a like complementarian question, right? Uh, is it is it okay for a woman to preach? I guess that's that's what I assume it's going to. I'll say the nice guy reading this question to John Piper, he has the same face I did when I got <laughs> to ask Pastor Michael this question. All right, let's let's see how uh, Pastor John answers. I thought it was going to be about sex. <laughs> it's not. It's not about. Um, I'm a guy. It's wrong me to. Um, so let me train my mind here. Um, No, um, unless you begin to become dependent on her as your shepherd, your pastor. It's the way I feel about occasional women speaking in Sunday school. Like, okay, this one has something to share, wants to show something, and it's, it's men and women. And I say, look, I, we don't have to be picky on this. What, what the problem is that the Bible is clear that, that women shouldn't, teach and have authority over men in the context of, I think that implies, shouldn't be the authoritative teachers of the church. That is elders. That's the way Rick Warren is understanding it. Just a quick pause there. We're we're coming back with, and that's, that's how Rick Warren understands it. So, so, no, it is not wrong to listen to Beth Moore. This is what Rick wrote Warren's understanding. <laughs> This is very 2013. This is, uh, we're just going way back, man. This, All this these a, names. Such a young man. This this John Piper, so so bright eyed. <laughs> like none of these alliances would ever go bad. So his answer is no, unless you're dependent on her for shepherding. My and this is an honest question, and you don't have to answer it right. Can someone like Beth Moore in in any way have the kind of ministry she does without people being dependent on her? as a shepherd? Uh, that's a great question for somebody that knows something about Beth Moore. Uh, like I know that Beth Moore is a person and that she like writes Bible studies and speaks places. And right now is a very controversial figure because of, you know, leaving the Southern Baptist convention and coming after complementarianism and all these things. Uh, but if I'm honest, I don't totally know much about her and what she does. And so is she like, is she preaching at churches? Is she like doing the conference circuit thing? I really don't know that much about it. Well, let's, let's just keep listening to, to Pastor John. And most of us would understand it that way. doesn't mean you can't learn from a, a woman or that she's incompetent or can't think or uh, whatever. It means there's a certain dynamic between maleness and femaleness that when a woman begins over time to assume an authoritative teaching role in your life, the manhood of a man and the womanhood of a woman is compromised. That's unbelievably controversial. There'd be thousands and millions of people who think that's absolutely, some would say, obscene. That's the language that was used back in the 70s when I was fighting these battles. Including everyone in 2021. Yeah, that has not changed. Yep, that is not changed. So that has that statement has aged well. 
yes, that is that's... still seen as obscene from the 70s to now. Uh, culturally, what he just said is obscene, and, and I am in agreement with him. <laughs> and probably a lot of people that may have celebrated this at this point perhaps would no longer. Yeah, interesting. This, yeah, this interesting. Yeah, right. So you have, you know, I don't know how big was a guy like Russell Moore or somebody, you know, Russell Moore saying, you know, if there's not a place for Beth Moore in the Southern Baptist Convention, there's not a place for a lot of us inferring himself and others. If was he around during this era? I mean, was he big in the gospel coalition at this point? I don't even know. Uh, yeah, Russell Moore was around. He'd already published a couple of his major books, his book on adoption. That's pretty well known at this point. And so he's he's uh, he's on his way up in the evangelical world, evangelical circuit at this point, for sure. It isn't obscene. It's recognized profoundly in a lot of young people today as well as older people. So the question with regard to tuning in to, say, Elizabeth Elliot, that was my generation, okay? The Beth Moore of my generation was, can I listen to Elizabeth Elliot provoke students about being lay down your life missionaries? And I loved it, you know? Sock it to them, Elizabeth. I mean, she was so in your face about laying your life down and being radically obedient and, and so totally committed not to be a pastor or to preach even on Sunday morning. I said, she's my kind of lady and I can, I can learn heaps. I want to listen to my I want to learn from my wife. I'm happy to learn from Beth Moore, but I don't want to get into a relationship of listening or attending a church or whatever where she's becoming now my pastor, my shepherd, my authority, and so on. That, I think, would be an unhealthy thing for a man to do. And I could give, I could give reasons for that biblically and I think experientially, psychologically, but, but that's the gist of, of why. So the answer is no, not wrong, but could become wrong. <laughs> So there you go. There's the take. We got just a tiny bit left in this video. I think that I think Beth Moore's a long ways from Elizabeth Elliot. Yeah, that's I don't I mean again, I don't know where she was at in 2013, but obviously she's come out hard against the idea that women shouldn't preach and wants to, you know, support female pastors and that sort of thing right now. So, uh that was not Elizabeth Elliot. I can tell you that much. Uh, right. I, I, she I was know a stalwart. She was a stalwart. And, you know, focused very much on like biblical femininity. What does it mean to be a, like a woman, like to right. have a, a female nature and to, you know, follow after Christ being uh, gendered? So like, what does that look like? Well, it's, you know, she, she wrote a lot of books about that. Uh, whereas I would not put Beth more in that same category now, but I don't know what she was saying back in 2013, because it does seem like uh, Beth Moore is a kind of woman who has constantly changed the way that she's been teaching and how she's teaching to kind of fit the culture a little bit more. Um, I know there's been some controversy where she'll remove stuff from older books that, you know, condemns homosexuality or things like that, that when she wrote the book was not necessarily controversial. And now all of a sudden it is. And so remove that to make it more acceptable to everybody. She's very, I mean, she's very, uh, She's probably very good. Again, I'm speaking to somebody who I've never read a Beth Moore anything. I, I don't even think I've ever heard her like speak. Uh, okay, so I really don't know much about her. But uh, she does seem to be the kind of person that's able to uh, shift who she is and what she's saying in at various times to get the largest possible audience.
It feels like your answer, if I should listen to Beth Moore, would be a no. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, definitely, definitely not now, right? I mean, for sure now. But and you know, you know, is it as wrong a guy? Right? I probably would not recommend that (laughs) let's get to the end of this and we can just come back around if there's anything else and i think she'd be happy with that i I think (laughs) i've talked to her about this not anymore i think she'd be okay with that we our paths cross at passion every now and then and and we talk okay so she was at passion huh there wasn't that that much left we we get change can i just say we get tricked by this every time because they have their little logos spin in but yeah, that that last sentence that did not age well. That I think no. that she would be happy with the things Pastor Piper said in this video. I believe that is a is a no, and I think that that is the problem. She's shifting. There's no there there's not a there's not soundness there, and I think that a lot of people, with her being a big conference speaker, her being a big published. Bible study material in every women's small group, especially in Southern Baptists, I think she becomes a shepherding figure. I I don't know how you don't, right? When you have that kind of a role. Yeah. When you have that kind of, that kind of influence through material like that. But yeah, I I think, I think uh, Pastor Michael's answer that he, he clearly announced would, was no, he would say as a guy, you should not be listening to Beth Moore. Can we just say, and maybe you could cut this out. Maybe this is, I know we've gone kind of long already for such a short bonus content. This just seems like a common thing that happened within the kind of complementarian world where uh, everything became about, well, is it a man or is it a woman? And like, that was the primary concern instead of, hey, maybe it's not ideal for anybody to be particularly influenced by someone that is not their local pastor. Uh, not that you can't read, not that you can't like, you know, benefit in some way from those outside. Elizabeth Elliot, great example. You know, my wife has benefited from her book, said good things. I've never personally read an Elizabeth Elliot book, but you know, I'm sure she's fine from those that I've heard from, but like your prime, the primary influence uh, for you spiritually, the primary shepherding uh, of you should be done by your local pastor. And all of a sudden, if that were true, if we were not all like, like we were, like we were going out from our local pastors and going for the Mark Driscoll's and the Matt Chandler's and whoever else, uh, if we would stop doing that and actually just, you know, focus on our, our local uh, pastor, that they would be the ones that primarily shepherd us. It would be like this kind of conversation would just happen a lot less. It would be less, less a question that matters. Yep. Yeah, definitely. And I think that this is a rabbit trail we should go down because I think we should have a conversation about what is it people are are looking for that their local church isn't or couldn't provide. Do do pastors need to labor more in teaching and instruction or is it just an attraction to particularly gifted and interesting personalities? There's there's probably two sides to this coin. But as as we close, and before I quick ask you how 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 well you think that that all aged, I feel like John Piper and probably many others have kind of set themselves up for these kinds of things to happen. Because when you run a 10-year-long ask me anything, like, and anyone can just from anywhere in the country 
send a quick question to you and you're going to answer it. I, I just think that these kinds of, these kinds of things are bound to happen. Yeah. I think though that you could say, I mean, you could say the same thing about, you know, a restless podcast. We're going to well, say this, things and 10 years from now, it's going to be like, Oh man, those guys were idiots for what they said. Cause look what happened, you know, that they didn't know about or something like that. So, so I don't know that I necessarily have a problem with it. And Well, I was going to say, this is a perfect time to plug thinking out loud with pastor Michael, pastor <laughs> Michael applies his thoughts to, to every kind of subject. I just think yeah. that if you think about how the ask pastor John podcast developed, it used to be this, like, as you saw a guy with a computer reading him questions. Now, if you listen, it's like a guy gives an intro and he says, what do you think, pastor John? And he goes, point one, point two. It's clearly that there has been a lot more writing and develop. It is very much less off the cuff. Hmm. And and that's probably a good thing. It's, it's certainly how much more how John Piper thinks. But again, I think when you have that kind of sway in people's life, and again, this, this is solved again, if you're primarily in the local church and you kind of just gave a broad brush stamp of approval on the Beth Moore, that is, that's, there's, there are consequences to that, I guess is all I'm saying. And that having to put out that kind of content every day, you're bound to get in, you're just like you said, is going to happen to us. You are bound to get into those. It's probably already happened to us. There are going to be people that are listening that are like, no, this has already happened. <laughs> I, I, I would love for there to be a restless reaction reaction show just someday. We've already reacted to ourselves. So feel free to take that idea. Any, <laughs> any of our listeners, that is yep. yours. We That's won't sue show. for copyright or anything. Nope. Do whatever nope, that, you want. We know it's fair use. We know what fair use is. So, all right. That's, that's all we have for now. Pastor Michael, how well did that ask Pastor John podcast age? It did not age very well at all. Except the parts about actual complementarianism. Yeah, right. The core, I guess you're right. The core, the core aspects of, you know, so the application of was poor, those core yes. truths was, was something that has not aged well. And, you know, it's not like he could have known that at the time. Well, maybe, I don't know. I don't, you, you, okay, we won't go into it, but uh, the core truths that he mentioned about the difference between men and women, the maleness, femaleness, and how that, you know, corresponds to how uh, Paul has taught. He did say more of the substance of First uh, Timothy 2 than we got out of a whole Gospel Coalition video on the subject, and so good on him for that. God bless Pastor John. Let's see if you hear. Is it wrong for me to listen to I Beth can hear Moore? it. Oh, dang. I, you got to hear the question. I, I was hoping, <laughs> Why are you doing this? I was hoping Why for are a, you doing this, man? I was hoping, I was hoping for a full, <laughs> just a full, just a full ambush. Oh. Um, Yikes. Uh, <laughs> this um, is not going to be fun. <laughs> you haven't seen this before, right? Uh, I, I don't think so. I mean, well, I, I maybe did back when it came out. It's it's so hard to me re- for me to remember this so kind of stuff. How old was I in 2013? I was 23. Yes, I'll have to mention that I saw this and and this answer very much stuck with me. Yeah. So anyways. the Lord prepared us for this <laughs> podcast.